To my English-speaking listeners, this is just a short message to my French-speaking listeners. Chers auditeurs et chères auditrices, le podcast prend enfin la dimension que je lui destinais depuis le début. Il devient bilingue. Cet épisode sera exclusivement en anglais, comme le seront quelques prochains, mais si vous n'êtes pas à l'aise avec cette langue, je rappelle que l'option YouTube vous permet d'avoir accès à des sous-titres en français. Aussi, je vous rappelle que l'hymne à la daube a désormais un Patreon sur lequel vous pouvez contribuer un petit peu à la bonne continuation du podcast en échange d'exclusivités sur les épisodes comme l'annonce au préalable des invités, quelques images et les coulisses des enregistrements. Merci beaucoup, beaucoup à ceux qui contribuent déjà et merci d'avance aux autres et très très bon épisode à toutes et tous. podcast aiming to abolish the idea of good and bad taste in music, because it's about time we give credit to music in general. Flight is a band from London, and they just released their second album called This Is Really Going To Hurt. They've mastered pop and folk music since 2017, when their first album came out. Today, I'm having singer-songwriter Will from Flight. This is a very special episode to me, as it is the very first episode I have recorded in English. I don't know if any of you guys have been listening to this podcast before, but if you haven't, I also have a YouTube channel and I write French and English subtitles on each episode to make sure everyone understands what's going on. L'hymne à which literally translates to Ode to Crap, is a podcast I have created in order to ask artists to come and tell me about crappy track they love, knowing they can't play it at a party because they know everybody would hate it. If you need more information before you start this episode, go and check out the very first one. I made it so I can explain the whole thing properly with my own crap. Let's get started now. You may have heard of Flight before, as their first album, The Loved Ones, was released in 2017. You can hear this tune, Kathy Come Home, on this album. heard of them also because they just released their second album, This Is Really Going To Hurt, on which you can hear the single Losing You. Hi, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm very good. I'm um, in my mum's shed. Awesome. Me too. <laughs> I, uh, I had to escape. Are you also in your mum's shed? Exactly. Um, no, I had to escape uh, London life. I'd seen one too many um, people take a shit on the street. <laughs> Li like literally? <laughs> yeah, no, quite literally. I live in a, I live in a, um, on a corner of Hackney where... There oh. are a fair few people that, you know... Um, Take shits. Like to do that. 
I was one. I was. Um, this is a great way to start a podcast, isn't it? I was. I one, know. I, I was one. Sh- I was. I was um, one shit over the line, so I needed to escape. And get, <laughs> I got on the train, and I'm at my mum's house. I'm sorry to say, but we're going to talk about shit a bit more, though, because I'm well, going to ask yeah, you. Very fitting. Very exactly. Fitting. I just need to ask you what your crap is today. Uh, so I'm going with um, "Stupid Ho." Bye. It's a, a song. It's a song by the recording artist. Nicki Minaj. Exactly. I, I definitely would like to kind of state a case for this particular track having its merits. Mm-hmm. Um, I... You, 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 you reached out and you said, you know, this is going to be talking about a guilty pleasure, a song that you wouldn't want to put on or you wouldn't necessarily be allowed to put on, you know, in a room full of your friends. Exactly. And, and, it, and it was actually a really hard question because I don't, I don't really have much shame about, you know, listening to whatever I want to listen to. And I, if, I, if, if it's like a genre that I shouldn't be allowed to like, I think there's always a redeeming element of... There's always, there are always... There are always tracks that transcend genre. There's always, you know, you can't flat out say you don't like a genre. I think people who are saying that are, are being dogmatic and they're, yeah. they're too caught up in their own narrative and their own ego. Yeah. And and you, you, sh- you, you need to be able to admit that, you you know, there are certain songs that, you know, transcend that. And, you know, in, in that sense, I've, 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 I've had, a, I think, a fairly healthy attitude towards songs that some may deem, you know, um, you know, not suitable. Yeah. And, you know, like I was just thinking, you know, is my guilty pleasure, you know, you know, an ABBA song or something like that. And then, mm. but then, it, then I was like, well, yeah, ABBA's corny, but like, is it even corny these days? I think maybe it was corny to people at the time because of, yeah, because exactly. of punk being I think so it's cool now. A, a new wave and like actually coming around for the first time. Mm. I think it's, it's not that it's cool or it's uncool. I think what, what the nice thing that time can do to, to music is it can, you can just you know separate the wheat from the chaff, and you can look at something like Haber and say they were just whether like it or not, they were brilliant at what they were doing. They they did the best possible job yeah. at making this incredibly accessible, you know, mm. more often than not disco and spew, in, in, infused pop music. Yeah, yeah, in spewed, um, and um, <laughs> I um, and I I, I kind of feel that way about this Nicki Minaj track too, but. At the same time, I think because it's it's such an offensive track on so many levels, like it's I know, like le- like in terms of the language it's using, it's you know it's deeply aggressive and unpleasant. Yeah, and the music the music is incredibly aggressive and unpleasant. <laughs> so and the, yeah, and the video is very aggressive and unpleasant. Like everything about it is <laughs> is 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 kind of is quite harrowing. It is. Um, it's kind of like a nightmare, this track. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I chose it because I guess it's, it's, it's something I genuinely wouldn't necessarily want to put on in most situations. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. But so what is it about this song that makes you like it then? Well, I think being aggressive and harrowing and unpleasant, those things are real. Those things happen. Yeah. You know, I'm concerned often that people 
are beginning to divorce themselves from the purpose of art as a broad concept. Mm. Far too often these days, especially in our generation, I, I worry deeply that people think that portraying something unpleasant or something they don't want to look at or something that might be triggering or something that is shining a light on the shadows and the darkness of how humanity is more often than we like to admit. Mm -mm. Uh, You know, I think that um, people see that as something that should be shut down or ignored or not taken seriously or ridiculed. Yeah. And um, and I think something like Nicki Minaj, it kind of stands, she sort of stands for all the things that us European alternative <laughs> bohemian left wing anti kind of borderline anti-capitalist, <laughs> you know, artistic types <laughs> sat in our rooms doing ironic podcasts. You know, <laughs> um, uh, uh, she embodies everything that we stand against. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, and she's. She's got the big fake hair and the big fake boobs and she's she's has gets in these bitchy feuds with other artists and she mm. throws cash around in her music videos and 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 you know etc. Yeah, yeah. Um so I guess that's and I wanted to be really honest with myself about picking the guilty pleasure, quote unquote guilty pleasure, mm. because I wanted to 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 try and face myself and be like, what would I genuinely not? want to put on what would what would I what what's something that I've really enjoyed that I I I wouldn't want people I know to know that I like yeah yeah. I think that's kind of the closest I could get yeah 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 exactly but I think you're right it's it sounds like an angry song isn't it like it's a bit of an outlet um so I was wondering if there was like a special context you like to listen to this music in yeah well I, I would put it on in the um tour van (laughs) i i I remember putting it on around 2015 i think we were on tour around the uk and our tour manager so it was the guy who kind of was driving us and and was kind of organizing the the nitty-gritty stuff of the tour yeah um and he was a fair bit older than us he was a bit of an old punk rocker yeah and i would put it on to kind of annoy everyone (laughs) but then secretly enjoy myself and the thing about the tour van was that we had the speakers in the tour van just couldn't handle bass. Oh, right. You know, okay. so we had to, you know, and so, and, that, and and a big theme of this track is there's a constant, like, machine gun of bass. Yeah. Um, it's not even bass, it's sub, so it's incredibly low frequency. Yeah. And so the, 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 this kind of, the, this kind of like the speakers that get built into the door of a, like a transit van, um, <laughs> you know, cheap speakers wouldn't, they would, they don't have sub anyway, but this, the frequency was, was destroying the speaker so it was like you heard this very very unpleasant sound of like it was like someone was trying to kick in the doors of the van yeah i um, can picture it throughout the entire track so it kind of <laughs> it just really enhanced this this like feeling of like i this is a nightmare i want this to stop as soon as possible which i think was really brilliant it's like a kind of test of one's ire yeah that song but um that would be the that was the initial context, and now I, I listen to it fondly on 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 nice studio yeah. speakers where I can really appreciate the <laughs> the depth of the sub bass. What was their reaction though from the band when I played it? Yeah, did they hate it? They, no, a kind, a, well, yeah, kind of a kind of disgust, uh, a kind of you know they felt assaulted and like <laughs> All right. they needed it to stop immediately. But then there was also like kind of like with a bad smell where you're like I need okay we need to keep listening to it anyway look, I'm, I'm i'm being a bit extreme about this because actually i think it's 
it's this slagging track, isn't it? It's about her slagging off other people. It's kind of a mean, bully, bitchy song saying I'm the fucking I'm the fucking best and you suck. All the way. It's yeah. a kind of diss track. Yeah. So very like very much in that kind of traditional vein. And something you've heard countless times in like the world of, of hip hop and rap and stuff. It's a very like it's a very familiar theme. But the reason I love this particular track, and I'm not I have to say that keen on anything else she's done. I think this particular track I love because every tiny ounce of this track is geared towards making you feel what she's saying. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it is like someone is bullying you. It is like someone's being nuts and it's so addictive and sort of delicious and clever, fucking genius production. There's so few instruments in this track. There's, I know. Um, there's a sub, there's a sub bass. Yeah. There's the, um, mm. vocal sample, which is the one that's kind of going whoop, Whoop, exactly. Whoop, yeah, the whole whoop, way. All the way through. And then there's a kind of mid frequency percussive element. And that's it. That's it. And that's what like Timberland pioneered so well is being able to use like two, three elements. Mm. Um and it like it's sort of minimalism, I suppose. That it that makes like anyone who's kind of arranged music, uh like recorded music knows that like the more you add to something, the smaller it could pot- potentially sound mm-hmm. because you know, there's only so much space in a mix. And, you know, if there's 10 instruments vying for attention, what they do is they reduce the overall feeling. Mm-mm. And if you have one or two things or three things, then it's going to sound enormous because there's all this space for these things to breathe. Yeah. So it's a really good example of that happening. So basically you're saying you're enjoying being bullied, really, listening to this song. <laughs> I just think as a, as a piece of art, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's flawless. I think it's absolutely perfect. And it's, it's, it's just so clever. And um, yeah. Yeah, like so. For instance, so Flight does this uh, film night every Wednesday night. Yeah, um, where you know we'll pick a film, and uh, and our you know some of our fans will tune in and we'll do this Netflix party thing and we'll watch a film together and it's really nice and there's a chat section and everyone can talk in the sidebar. Mm. And I just remember there was a, a film, an Andrea Arnold film, which I was excited to show everyone. Um, uh, and it's called Fish Tank. It's a really brilliant film. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And um, and it just slightly worried me because I remember there was a very strong reaction from quite a few people watching. Um, because people, for people who haven't seen the film, the 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 kind of main premise is that Michael Fassbender, his first Mm-mm. or one of his really early roles, is this girl's mum's boyfriend who's kind of come into the scene. Yeah. And this this girl, our protagonist, is about fifteen years old. But she clearly kind of fancies this this mum's boyfriend. The mum is awful to her. Yeah. And then the the Michael Fassbender, the boyfriend's kind of seeing this fifteen year old girl and being tempted, and then then it kind of escalates, and it and it and it's and it's really uncomfortable and inappropriate. Yeah. Um, and but it's 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 a brilliant, you know, what what one might call a kind of archetypal British gritty film, <laughs> um, that that we we do so well here for some reason. But um, True. <laughs> although the French do it too, I mean, you fucking did Irreversible. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know how to top us. I hate it. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you know the um, the thing with 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 people's reaction to that film that that, that wor- worried me a little bit was was it 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 wasn't you know oh this is fascinating there's a darkness here this is an uncomfortable thing to watch yeah uh, but you know this is it's important that films shine a light on 
what happens in real life and that's the point of art and it's not yeah we're not watching shrek 2 you know exactly um, <laughs> and and people just couldn't handle it and they were kind of going ew and like oh it's so creepy and gross and then like having to like tune out and like leave the film really yeah and and it's just i was just like well that's the point it's not it's not this the whole point bloody point of and, and this is the thing with the Nicki Minaj track it's like it's supposed to offend you it's supposed oh. to be you know it's supposed to it's supposed to make you want to turn it off but almost not you know it's it's it it it's supposed to exasperate you and anger you and I love how she does it interesting and it, and it gets madder and weirder and she starts to sing yeah yeah you don't hear her do that often and she's and it starts to be kind of maniacal she starts and then she pushes up and up into a falsetto and <laughs> and it's just this it's hilarious it's so funny it's just like a big middle finger yeah 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 you're and, right and anyway I just I just really I've, I've always had a soft spot for that track. Um, I was wondering, though, because it came out in 2012, I think, so almost 10 years ago. Mm. Um, did you like it when, you, when it came out 10 years ago? Um, I, don't, I think it passed me by, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think I just, I just randomly, I can't even remember how I discovered it. It just kind of just came into my, yeah. into my like, Spotify at some point. I don't know why. All right, yeah. Um, but... Um, Yeah, and I was a bit late to two one. Actually, no, I wasn't too late to. It was. It reminded me of two one two, the Azula Banks track, which has got that same thing as Stupid Ho. It's just this big, aggressive. I'm going to chew you up and spit you out. I'm the best kind of thing. Yeah, but so so artistically interesting and clever and minimal and and brilliant. Basically, I just think an emotional honesty is what I want from everything at this point in my life. Yeah, like, I don't want style. Yeah. I don't well I mean that style's fine but I don't care about style. I don't care about what they look like. I don't care about the 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 cool PR story that people are talking about. Like I don't care if people other people like or there's hype. It just it just has to have come from a place of emotional honesty. And by emotional honesty I don't mean, you know, someone bearing their soul and being emo in their bedrooms. I mean like yeah, yeah. whatever whatever that emotion is because that's a broad spectrum, you know, and And as long as it's, you know, being actually true to itself and it's mining a specific emotion perfectly and, and, and letting the music feel that, you know, because that is way harder than people yeah. think, you know. I bet. And, yeah, and even though, even though theoretically I stand against everything that Nicki Minaj stands for, mm. um, to my mind, a, a kind of mean-spirited hypersexualized mm. um hyper capitalist yeah. thing you know with the with the product placements yeah and the shiny stuff and all the money and the, the you know absolutely um you know which all, all ultimately goes towards a couple of white dudes that run the music industry you know it's an absolute nightmare and i hate it <laughs> with all my heart but you know you can't deny how barefaced and honest a track like that is somehow you know and i yeah you're right and i'd hold that up higher than say you know someone who's being a bedroom singer songwriter who's singing <laughs> their their emo little emo heart out but like i don't necessarily believe all the stuff you're saying do you know what i mean i don't <laughs> i don't know if you've lived enough of a life to be able to emote quite that much yeah do you, yeah, do you know yeah. What I mean? give me the truth yeah give me the truth which is that you're actually <laughs> probably quite boring and still live with your parents yeah <laughs> All right, and 
Um, yeah, I was ca- I was asking that um, like if you would have liked it uh, back in 2012 because uh, when I think about myself as a teenager, I remember mm. being like really inflexible about the things that are considered being like good music. You know? Oh God, me too. Yeah, I, I was a brat, really. I was just like. I wish I could go back in time and be less of a piece of shit teenager. My opinion was the like the right one, and I was just like, "There's only Bob Dylan, the Beatles, and the rest is shit, really." Me and you would have got on so well. I know, <laughs> but do you think you would have hated it then? Oh yeah, I mean, I I didn't even like the Strokes and the White Stripes and the bands that people were supposed to like. If you were a cool, right. or, or, or like all, all the indie stuff, like I was just like. Well, the Beatles and Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell and Led Zeppelin yeah. are way better. Why would I listen to like the Hives? <laughs> Do you know what I mean, it's, I was very, I, 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 just, I was very much of that like ilk, you know. And, and and people who I'm I'm sure I should have been friends with who would have been at school listening to the the new bands because at least they weren't listening to, you know, Usher and Justin Timberlake and the things that were like happening. Yeah. There. Um, <laughs> Which I absolutely despised and considered like my nemesis, like my spiritual nemesis. Obviously. Evil, yeah. Yeah, uh, American kind of, (laughs) you know, MTV consumer capitalism made manifest. Um, I was so blinkered and so closed-minded and then actually secretly even now. Yeah. Pretty glad because I really still basically just think the Beatles and Bob Dylan and, and Les Zeppelin and Joni Mitchell and Nina Simone and yeah. Alice Costello and, and The Cure and The Smiths and Radiohead are the ones that you can <laughs> listen to and you can kind of do without all the other stuff. <laughs> I know, I, I'm trying to change and I think I, I did change a bit, but still, I mean, it's the Beatles all we the way. We can't change our hearts. Oh, that is a good title for a song though. <laughs> we can't change our hearts. It's all right. Someone else can have it. <laughs> Why do you think, because I don't know if you thought that there are like more dislikes under the music video than likes on Stupid Ho by Nicki Minaj. Really? People hate it more than they like it, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think it's just because of all the things you just said, because it is like genuinely annoying or is it just because of all the things she represents, just like you said? Yeah, it's because people can't handle the truth. <laughs> That, that that most, you know, a huge section of the entire world are horrible, flawed, vicious individuals. And all she's doing is holding up a mirror <laughs> to the world and they do not like what they see. You know, <laughs> that's why they click the dislike she button. She is a mirror herself. Yeah. But I think she's actually been, like, like you said, like she's been offensive. But um, this song was written uh, more specifically to all the female people who disliked her. Yeah, yeah, you can hear that in the verse lyrics. But um, Which I, I suppose like, wouldn't be deemed as, like, supporting the sisterhood. I know. <laughs> it's not it's not ideal, is it? Because, like, she's being mean to Jennifer Aniston, for example. Yeah, don't be mean to Jen. Okay. I know. Right, cancelled. <laughs> That's it, you're out. <laughs> but, yeah, um, now that you said that, actually, I think I will listen to it again because... I think that is exactly what I, why I didn't like this song because I, I did listen to it when you told me that you picked this one because I didn't really know any other stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good, it. good reaction, yeah. And, yeah, you're right. I think I'll just, like, give it another listen. But, yeah, it's interesting. Can you picture Fly doing, like, a, a cover <laughs> of this song? No, because it's not my truth. I wouldn't wear it well. <laughs> it is not your truth. You're right. 
I wouldn't wear it well at all. I think it would be, I think it would be an awful, awful look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because with Radio One Live Lounge, have you heard of heard of that? It's like a thing the BBC do where it's on the main radio station, Radio One, and you know, artists of the day will go on and cover. Well, they'll. Pl- I think they'll play their their single, and then they'll play a cover of of another artist. And 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 normally the tradition is to cover an artist that, um, yeah, maybe is in the charts, but not their style. So like Arctic Monkeys might do a cover of, you know, Taylor Swift or something. You know, I'd pay for that. Uh, you know, or Kings of Leon might do a Justin Bieber cover. I don't think it would ever yeah, go yeah. quite that far, but, um, you know, and everyone goes, oh my god, I've never. <laughs> Actually, that Taylor Swift song's quite deep, actually, when you actually hear the real lyrics and you hear, you know, some real musicians uh, sing those lyrics. When like, Alex Turner says it, yeah, it's like, different. It's better, yeah. it's, we like it now. It's just like, <laughs> idiot. Um, I, I think the whole thing's a bit of a, sh- of, of a farce, to be honest. And, but anyway, I, I've always thought if we were ever asked to play Radio live, One Live Lounge, which we have not. You will. Um, uh, well, maybe it's too bloody late now. Um, <laughs> uh, but if they were to ask, I, I just... I don't know. I just feel really uncomfortable. You know, I I find it difficult singing flight songs that I don't relate to anymore. You know, are I, there I, any, are there songs that you actually don't relate to anymore? Songs you wrote? Well, I mean, there's, I remember relating to them at the time, but there's songs that I'm just like, I don't feel this way now. Yeah. And so I'm I'm going to really struggle to like give everyone the best performance mm. that I would ideally give them. And so I do worry. And with with covers if we've ever covered a song it's because it's just it's just i that song is in my heart i know i i wish i'd written that song because that's how i feel that's when yeah. i want to cover a song i never want to cover you know ironically cover justin bieber because he's in the charts right now and it would make my like tiktok following go up you know that's when i would know it was time to quit yeah oh uh, yeah makes sense so what do you think you would cover then like if you were asked right now to do that Well, I, I don't know. I'd have to like sit down and pour through the charts, which would be a horrible experience, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, and and just try and locate something where it actually connected with with, with me personally, so I would be able to actually put myself into into the song. Mm. Um, I think one of my great nightmares was always the 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 X factor thing of of the the pan the judges giving these poor souls these songs that they'd chosen for them and you know because it's just about them having a chance to show how high they can sing or like how many twiddles they can do or you it's know, bad how what what they what how what they hold their mic or whatever and yeah and like and and how sad their story their background story is or, i know, you know all that kind of stuff and and it's just like well you don't it sounds like you you are technically singing this song yeah You know, and well done. Have a have a gold star, but you know, I don't believe you. Yeah, for a second, and it's just that's the difference. I, I know. And, um, yeah, and I, 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 I don't know. I, I, it's it's taken me a really long time to realize like that's that's how I react to music, and probably most most people do. Yeah, it it, it, it takes way too or it's taken way too long for me to realize that's all it comes down to like that's the only reason that's the only point yeah of doing it in the first place is to have actually plugged in emotionally to something and have had a genuine moment of truth and honesty yeah honesty if really. that's not happening then then it's just not yeah yeah it's not it's not worth it it's a waste of bloody time understandable yeah i agree with you and okay 
I'll pull back now and say that, you know, entertainment has value and, um, and people connect with those songs and hearing those songs sung to them live in any format is amazing. It's, re- it's the reason why, like, you know, Beatles cover bands do so well and, and, and that's great and that's all good. Mm-mm. But um, it's not for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to pay money to go and see someone, like, regurgitate something for money. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I want to I want, I pay to see someone, again, be real, truthful, like, connect. Mm. Be brave, you know. Yeah, but would you go and see Paul McCartney play the Beatles? Would I go and see Paul McCartney play? Probably not, no. No, and I, I, I haven't. I don't really pass like McCartney too, to be honest. <laughs> Which is like, what, 1980? Yeah. Because, like, you know, he's Paul McCartney. He's fucking Paul McCartney. He's my hero. But, like, we can't continue to try and like something just because it's a... It, that's false idols that isn't it that's hero worship yeah you know it's all very well he can he can be wheeled out for these album cycles and mm. do all this press and and young artists can do a collaboration with them and feel incredible and say that they've yeah with paul mccartney and everything it's all blah 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 but i mean it is just is it's diminishing the quality of his early work day by day isn't it Rough. Um, if you were offered a ticket to go and see Nicki Minaj perform that one song only because you don't like the rest of her work, would you go? So there's this weird gig where it's just me and it's just no. her and she's just going to play this one song. Because I like that. I would do that because that sounds no. weird and cool. No, that is so weird. No, obviously she would do like a regular gig and everybody would be there, but you would be allowed to just go for that one song because you'd be bored during the rest of the gig anyway, so... Well, maybe I wouldn't be bored, maybe I'd learn something. I'm far more interested in going to a Nicki Minaj concert than I am a Paul McCartney concert, because it, with I think I might, like, at the very least, learn something <gasps> wow. going to a Nicki Minaj concert. Do you know what I mean? If I went, if I went to see Paul, I, I, I know exactly what that would be like, you know. I've definitely... I've been very fortunate to be on the bill, like, on the... when Because there's, there's a lot of shows that happen in Hyde Park, and, and you'll get, like, a... You know, you'll get an old classic come and headline your Stevie Wonders, mm. your Paul Simons, yeah. your Neil Youngs, your Bruce Springsteens, your Carol Kings. <laughs> All those people I've just listed, I've been on the bill with for those Hyde Park shows. So, you know, you've got the, our name kind of yeah. on, the po- on the same poster as Bob Dylan and Neil Young or whatever doing the thing. Like that's, that's, that's all stuff that teenage me would have been like, what? The absolute fuck. I mean, yeah. even though it's like we weren't even playing on the same stage, we we're playing on like the medium stage opposite, like <laughs> three hours before. But you know, um, that would have been enough for me. I would have lost my mind. But even then, the reality is, more often than not, they're not that psyched about being there. The show is just walking through the hits fairly lovelessly. Yeah, the sound isn't very loud, so it's not like we're getting you know because it's all really restricted in Hyde Park. <laughs> and you know and you know stevie wonder was great for three songs and then he t- talked about god for like 10 minutes and then he lost the kind of liberal metropolitan <laughs> audience and they all kind of slowly started walking away and um the only person i'd say in that realm that i have gone multiple times to and watched and loved is springsteen all right because he's because he's someone who 
is always connected and always plugged in mm. like, to himself. You know, you see it on stage. He's not doing anything in half measures. He's not relaxing yeah. into, into, into like, right, okay, we've got some time. We can cruise on this. Like he's never lowering the key so he can just have an easier time for himself. And he's never, yeah. you know, letting the, letting the rest of the band kind of take over for a bit while he kind of has a sandwich. He's, yeah. he's, he's leaning forward in, into that audience for four hours straight. And it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you're right and yeah he's into it yeah um but anyway to answer your question if Nicki Minaj concert I would I'd be fascinated to I've never seen a show that's like a contemporary American like pop act doing their big arena mm. show I've never seen that must be impressive you know, I've never, or, I mean yeah just for the for the sheer scale of the pyrotechnics and the, and the set designs and the choreography and stuff like I'm sure it's actually a really entertaining thing to watch mm. um and in the way that I'm entertained by stupid how I listen to it in headphones and I'm just entertained by it I'm kind of terrified by it and and, I, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm probably way too in my head whilst listening to it um but like I was just something about it I just this is really yeah just gets gets to me I'm just I'm entertained <laughs> Okay, well, that's perfect. I think that is like the perfect crap, actually, because artists uh, that come on my podcast usually pick a song that reminds them of like their childhood or like another time, you know. It's just more about a memory of things like that. And you pick something that is actually like very genuine, you know. It is something that you're feeling fully, you know. And I think it's interesting because it is a song that you kind of hate but that's what makes you like it so much yeah oh i i I gave you the wrong answer then didn't i ultimately no no you didn't that is the perfect answer okay so yeah well great well it's been a very fun conversation i have to say that was great (laughs) so um thank you will (laughs) thank you very much for having me (laughs) i've loved this (laughs) bye bye